Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. just moved in as a student and really really excited to have you here. Uh, Like I said my name's Abby, I've been part of Christchurch Manchester for about five years now. Um, I came here the day after I moved into halls as a fresher um, and absolutely love the family here and have stayed. Um, I now work as a speech and language therapist so I work with children with communication disorders. So that's a little bit about me, it would be lovely to chat to you at the end so do come and say hi once you've got a cup of tea um, or when you come along to the lunch after afterwards. I wonder if you've ever had a life-changing encounter, a moment when you met someone or experienced something that totally changed your life. Maybe it was an incredible teacher who saw that potential in you, who got you really excited about a subject. Or perhaps it's a best mate, someone that you met at school or uni, who's just your rock. You can't imagine life without them. Or maybe it was a talk or a video you heard that totally changed your perspective of what it means to be a human. Or perhaps for some of you, a film or a TV show was a life-changing encounter. Well, when I read the Bible, I'm really excited by all of the stories of people whose lives have been transformed, all because of encountering Jesus. The hope Jesus gives us is above and beyond anything we could imagine without him. When we encounter Jesus, we can't stay the same. Walter Brueggemann, who is a prominent author and speaker, said, Hope is subversive, for it limits the grandiose pretension of the present, daring to announce that the present to which we've all made commitments is now called into question. Encountering Jesus is the most amazing, exciting and life-changing thing that can happen in our lives. And the hope that he offers will call us to question our present. So at our morning service here at Fallowfield, we've started a new series looking at life-changing encounters with Jesus. Jesus has arguably had the greatest impact on the world of anyone throughout history. He's worshipped across the nations and through the centuries, and time itself is split in two around Jesus' birth. Countless people have stories to tell of their encounters with Jesus. And one of those people is Matthew, who was a disciple or like a follower of Jesus. And as a result of his encounter with Jesus, Matthew wrote a book where he shares stories of other people whose lives have been transformed by Jesus. So today, as we continue in our preaching series, we're going to look at another amazing story of personal change. So if you've got a Bible with you or your phone with a Bible on it, or you can go on Google, um, we're in Matthew chapter 8. It's also going to be up on the screen. Uh, So Matthew is about three quarters of the way through the Bible. It's one of the gospel books. So like I said, it's written by Matthew, a follower of Jesus. Uh, So just look for the big number eight for chapter eight. And we're going to start at verse one. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. 
Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Today's main character is a person with leprosy. Although we're not totally sure he had leprosy as it's known today, and medically it's called Hansen's disease, but the Bible often referred to people having leprosy uh, for someone who had any kind of skin condition, infection or reason that made them physically unclean. So a leper might not have been a person with modern day leprosy, but regardless, being called a leper meant social isolation and dehumanisation. Lepers weren't permitted to live inside the town. They had to live in these little colonies outside of the town. They were segregated from everybody else. And if they wanted to approach other people, they had to do so by ringing a loud bell and saying, unclean, unclean, as they approached. And this stemmed from some regulations in the Old Testament law. If you're interested, you could look at Leviticus 13 to read more about that. They were to keep at least two metres away, something we're all very skilled at now. But if it was a really windy day, apparently they had to keep at least 45 metres away from other people. And in the hierarchy of the day, being called a leper was only a slight step down from coming into contact with a dead body. For most people of the day, leprosy was horrifying and they wanted nothing to do with people who were termed lepers. So this is the background to the encounter we see in Matthew 8. My first point today is that Jesus cares about the one. So we're just going to recap that story that we just read in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus had just finished preaching the Sermon on the Mount. He'd been teaching to these large crowds, people from Galilee, the Ten Cities, Jerusalem, Judea and beyond. And we don't know the exact number of people that were there, but when I think of a large crowd, I'm thinking hundreds, if not thousands of people. And we're told in Matthew chapter 7 that people were left amazed by Jesus' teaching. They were just in awe of his authority. But I wonder, after all of that teaching, was Jesus a bit tired? Was he maybe a bit hangry, a bit thirsty? I know if it was me, I would have wanted to retreat to a quiet place to just be left alone for a minute. But Jesus comes down from the mountainside and still people are following him. Maybe it's a bit like in our celebrity culture today where fans are just flocking after their hero. They're running to be nearby them. I wonder if these crowds were running eager to be next to Jesus. But then Jesus is stopped in his tracks. He stops for the one. A man the community had deemed a leper comes up to Jesus and kneels down at his feet. And we don't know if he followed that instruction to shout unclean as he approached, but it's quite likely that he did. Can you imagine that? Shouting in front of a large crowd of people, I'm unclean. It would be like someone walking in here right now, shouting out all of the things that they've been called, all of the things they've been led to believe are true about them. Maybe I'm unworthy, I'm dirty, I'm unlovable, I'm a lost cause, I'm a failure, I'm unclean. 
And this poor man had to publicly shame himself and declare his status. The crowd would have been repulsed. They were probably pushing back their loved ones, staying away. And perhaps like we've experienced with social distancing, you know, if someone gets a bit too close to you on the pavement or you're in the middle aisle of Aldi and someone comes and leans right across you and you're like, no, move away. Maybe that's what the crowds were like. They would have been disgusted that this leper had come into the community, let alone near Jesus. But Jesus stopped for the one. And Jesus shows no sign that he shares in their revulsion. Throughout the Bible, we're told about the character of God. And one of the elements of his character is that he is loving and kind. Psalm 86 verse 15 says, But you, my Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy. You are very patient and full of faithful love. And if you're interested, there's plenty of stories throughout the Bible about God caring for the one. And the first one that came to mind for me was the story of the lost sheep. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but Jesus told this parable of the lost sheep to show that the kingdom of God is accessible to all. Regardless of what we've done wrong, regardless if we've strayed from God's path, is accessible to all of us. And he uses the example of a shepherd to represent God. And this shepherd has a hundred sheep and just one goes missing. But the shepherd chooses to leave those 99 other sheep and he searches high and low to make sure that that lost sheep is found. And if you take nothing else away with you today, I want you to remember that God cares so deeply and so fiercely for you. Romans 5 verse 8 reminds us that God was devastated when sin entered the world and broke his relationship between us and him. He was so devastated that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. It says in Romans 5, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, while we still did wrong, Christ died for us. Do you know, guys, you are loved. You are so loved by our God. And just as Jesus stopped for the man with leprosy, Jesus is present here with us today. And even if it was just you in this room, Jesus would want to meet with you. My second point is that we can be confident in Jesus's power to heal. So the leper comes to Jesus, honouring him as the one who could meet his otherwise impossible need. No one else was going to be able to cure him of his leprosy. And this leper was really bold in approaching Jesus, not only because of the significance of who Jesus was, but also because he had to do it so publicly in front of those crowds. And we're told that the leper knelt at Jesus's feet. He came with this beautiful posture of worship, recognising Jesus's authority. But did you notice as we read that story how he asked to be cleansed? He basically said, Jesus, I believe you can make me clean. It wasn't so much of a question. He wasn't like, oh, Jesus, um, can you maybe possibly do this for me? He said, Jesus, you can heal me. And he didn't demand it of Jesus. There was humility there. But his request demonstrated that he had confidence in the person of Jesus. The leper had no doubt whatsoever about the ability of Jesus to cleanse him. 
His only question was if, if Jesus was willing to heal him. But according to Old Testament law, this wasn't how things should have worked. If something was unclean, like the leper, if it came into contact with something clean and holy like Jesus, then it was the clean, holy thing that would be defiled rather than the unclean thing becoming sanctified. Corruption was contagious and holiness was not. And yet this man knows that Christ has the power and ability to cleanse him. What I also find interesting is that the leper sought more than healing. He wanted that cleansing, that physical change to be released from that leprosy, but also from its terrible effects on his life and his soul. And Jesus' response is remarkable. Mark 1, which is where we find Mark's retelling of the same story, says that when Jesus looked at the man, he was moved with compassion. What a beautiful moment that must have been. Can you think how long it would have been since the leper had been looked at with a face of compassion? He'd been living out in that colony without community. And in response, Jesus does two things. Firstly, he stretched out his hand and touched the man. And given that social stigma of leprosy, it's unlikely the man had experienced any physical touch in a long time. Jesus is showing that he doesn't intend to keep that man at a distance just because of his condition, but he could embrace him as he is. And secondly, Jesus says, I will be clean. And he heals that man right there. So this is a story of both healing and inclusion. Both the physical and social aspects of the man's problems are cured and his life is changed. So as we chatted about before, just before this encounter, um, Jesus had delivered that Sermon on the Mount. It's an amazing passage. I really encourage you to go and read it. It's a profound call to live differently, to love the outcast, to care for the poor, to seek social justice in every area of life. And then what does Jesus do? Well, he goes and puts that teaching into practice. Jesus provides this amazing model of activism, of faith lived out. He does the talking, he does the teaching, but then he also goes and does the stuff too. Jesus recognised this man's need and he wanted to see the kingdom of God break through in his life. So I wonder, where do you need healing today? It could be a physical thing, a pain, an illness... It could be to do with your mental well-being. It could maybe be a pattern of behaviour that you know is damaging for you. What can you bring to Jesus and say, I believe you can cleanse me of this. I kneel at your feet in awe of your power, Jesus. And I ask that you do a new thing in me. A devotional I was reading sums this up really well. We must constantly relearn the path of surrender as we continue to wrestle with our old patterns of sin and selfishness. Sometimes we need to be taught the hard way. We must be forced to our knee, stripped of the illusion of our own self-sufficiency, to learn to depend instead on the all-sufficiency of God our Father. 
It's only here, brought to the end of ourselves, that we learn to trust him with all that we have and all that we are. Christchurch, Manchester, remember that one encounter with Christ Jesus is enough to change you. We can be confident in Jesus' power to break through in our lives, right here and right now. And at the end of my sermon, we're going to have a little time to respond to that and pray into that word. My third and final point is that an encounter with Jesus is going to change your whole life. 2 Corinthians 5 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So when we come to know Jesus and choose to follow him, our old life fades into the background. You see, the leper's encounter with Jesus not only changed things for him in that moment, it wasn't just that leprosy left him, but it had an impact on his whole life and actually a knock-on impact on his community too. There was that great social impact as a result of him being healed. Jesus commanded the man to give testimony to the priests. And what a story that must have been. The Mosaic law prescribed uh, specific sacrifices that need to be conducted after this kind of healing. And so when the man reported to the priest that he'd been healed, they would have had to perform a ceremony that they probably rarely, if ever, did. And going to the priest would bring that former leper back into society. It was kind of his pass back in. He didn't need to be an outcast anymore. He didn't have to live really far away in the colony anymore. Jesus wanted the healing of the man's disease to have as much benefit as possible. Jesus came so that we could have life and have it to the full. And how amazing that is. Now, while Jesus would have been interested in this man's disease he would have recognized that that was the primary thing that this guy had come up to him about he also cared about that man holistically and Jesus cares about us in the same way he cares about our mind he cares about our health our family our jobs hobbies money commitments he cares about the things that are stressing you out right now cares about the pressures you're feeling He also cares about the things that make you tick, that make you, you. And do you know what? Jesus recognised that this leper's disease was excluding him from society. He wasn't living life to the full. The Bible tells us that God wants to set the lonely in families. He didn't want this leper to be alone anymore. And another message that we get from this story is that no one is too much of an outcast for the kingdom of God. I want to just tell you about a man called Barry Woodward. Um, I've heard Barry speak a number of times. He's great fun. Um, I've always been really deeply impacted by his story. Uh, So I thought I'd just share what his story um, is. Barry was born in Salford, which is just down the road from us um, in Fallowfield. He went to primary school, didn't like primary school. Went to secondary school, didn't like that either. Uh, So he left school without any qualifications at the age of 16. And then Barry went on to meet three people who were using recreational drugs. They were smoking cannabis, uh, they were using amphetamine, and Barry started to hang out with these guys, and he started to take the same kind of drugs that they were taking. 
And it wasn't long before they moved from those recreational drugs to heroin. And eventually Barry uh, went along to see his doctor and the diagnosis was amphetamine psychosis. He um, says that that's the deepest point, the lowest point even in his life, that um, he just felt out of control. Barry had this deep anxiety and fear and he was hearing voices. Then flash forward nine years and uh, Barry's still hearing voices. He's done stints in prison, just moved into a little flat in a cul-de-sac in Rochdale. When his next door neighbour comes and says, Barry, would you like to come to church with me this Sunday? And so Barry's like, yeah, I'll come to church. And he goes along and he just feels hopelessly out of place there. He says that he sat there thinking, oh my goodness, when's this going to end? When can I leave? But then the leader got up to speak. And after his message, he said, well, we believe in a God who can heal. Is there anybody here with any issues? And Barry thought to himself, yep, I've got plenty of those. I've got plenty of issues. And the preacher said, well, if you want to be prayed for, then come up to the front. And Barry found himself, without really thinking about it, just running forward, running forward for prayer. And Barry had an encounter with the living God. He shook and said he felt like there was a fire inside of him. Tears were running down his cheeks and he opened his eyes and it's never been the same since that day. The voices disappeared and within four weeks Barry was off all of the drugs and Barry hasn't taken any drugs since. And Barry realised that that encounter with God was enough to take all of that mess, all of that pain and trauma and to turn his life around. And so Barry now travels around speaking to people, going into prisons, influencing young men just like him. One encounter with Jesus changed everything for Barry. Rachel Held Evans uh, was an amazing thinker and writer who sadly died two years ago, but she wrote this, this is what God's kingdom is like. A bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because they're rich or worthy or good, but because they're hungry, because they said yes and there's always room for more. Perhaps you sometimes feel like an outcast. Maybe you can relate to what that leper was feeling before he met Jesus. Maybe Barry's story resonates with you in some way. Maybe you're wondering, why am I here? Why am I at church today? Maybe you feel you need an encounter with this Jesus this Jesus that you've heard about, that you've read stories about, Jesus can turn your life around. Our passage today shows us that no one is outside the reach of Jesus. No one is too unclean for a relationship with our Saviour. We believe that the living God wants to meet you right now. We believe that God cares about the details of your life your work, your studies, your home life, your relationships, your habits. He wants to be a part of all of that. He doesn't want to just be boxed off for a Sunday or a brief moment in the week. So the challenge today is, will you let Jesus in? Will you allow him to work his healing touch in your life? 
So just to sum up those three points that we got from our passage in Matthew 8. Jesus cares about the one. We can be confident in Jesus's power to heal. An encounter with Jesus can change our whole life. I'm going to invite Abby and Ian up now uh, just to lead us into our worship time. But I wonder if we want to just take a moment to respond to that message to pause and reflect on what I've shared today, to have a moment to come before Jesus. So let's just take 30 seconds now to pause. Jesus says to come as you are and we see in the leper a person whose society rejected but Jesus welcomed and I wonder if you might want a fresh start in some area of your life maybe relationships you would have done differently lies you wouldn't have told regrets that you wish you could undo guilt you could erase shame you could let go of maybe you feel you need a physical healing today The leper's encounter with Jesus shows us that we can have that fresh start by coming to Jesus. So whatever your background, whatever you've been through, Jesus welcomes you in as you are. Remember, he's not repulsed by you like the crowds were. No matter how unclean you feel or what other people have spoken over you. So I invite you now as we go into some worship to just bring yourself before Jesus, to metaphorically or literally kneel at Jesus' feet. You might want to hold out your hands as a sign of surrender. So let's stand now and I'll pray as we go into some song worship. Come Holy Spirit. God, we want to meet with you. Thank you, Father, that you're already here, you're already working. God, I pray that your voice would be amplified in this place. Father, I pray that people would feel that they can come before you to bring all of that mess. Any area that we need healing in, Lord, I pray for physical healing in this place. God, I pray for healing of our mental well-being, if we're struggling, Lord. We pray for restoration that only you can bring, Father. Holy Spirit, bring your healing touch in this place. We're here and we're waiting for you. Amen.